and welcome to Regular Features, the nautical podcast that's the seafaring same every week. Toot toot! So grab your sextant and splice the main brace and get ready to get wet behind your ears, because we're the only show that sprays sea foam into your lug holes at 666 knots. <laughs> and that's not us being edgy, that is the speed of sound in knots. Who knows where else that number will pop up today? In regular features, the Satan-worshipping podcast set on the high seas that's the same every week! On my left is the salty sea dog Joe, Peg Dick Scrabbles, formerly known as Joe Cheesefucker Scrabbles. He lost his manhood trying to fuck a bit of cheese off a mousetrap. What briny feature has washed up on your shores this week, Joe? Oh, is this real? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about renowned seafaring wizard, Uri Geller. And on my right is the pallid spectre of Matt Skullfingers Lees, scourge of the Caspian Sea, who's known for his bone-chilling battle cry of, Nice timbers, it'd be a real shame if someone shivered them. What sodden misdeeds have you brought to the captain's table? Arr! I be bringing a bad arse! <laughs> I can't wait to embrace that. That's so realistic. They definitely would have had them. Yeah, right. Why do you think they used to put limes up them? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, ask the curvy. Stop and get scurvy. Scurvy. Oh, I wish I'd said that right. Um, this week, like every week, I'm the cabin-bound stowaway, John Blythe, who just wants to live a high adventure and find the kraken that seduced my father with its thick, juicy tentacles. <laughs> Hit the nautical jingle button, you land-loving baby daddy! Let's get cracking on! So, we're at sea. The mm-hmm. sound of um, seagulls, bit of a bit of a sloshing of water against the aft hull. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, you're in the scene now. Ooh, I've just had a comical misunderstanding on the poop deck! Ooh. Easy mistake to make. You see, the word poop is derived from the French la poupe, which means stern. Well, the janitor was certainly very stern with me. He sent me to the mess deck, and let me tell you, things didn't get any better in there. Is there a deck on this ship you haven't shit on? Well, I definitely shit on the flash deck. Naturally. But despite looking up all the names for other kinds of deck, I couldn't find any others that sounded like you could feasibly mistake them for a place to take a shit. That's a real shame, because you love just squatting down and taking a shit and then acting all innocent. Pointing to the poop deck sign all wide-eyed when someone tells you off. I really do. I just love dropping my trousers and going, but, 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 but it says over there when a mother shields her child's face and starts screaming at my bum. Well, I can only apologise that none of the other decks have names that evoke toilets or shitting. Oh, if I named the decks, there'll be one called the Bristol Seven Deck, one called the Wild Plops you got there, Mr. Deck, one called the... What up, Sea Squares? I just seen some land. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting that to be the accent. (laughs) I want this pirate on all boats now. I do love a nautical laugh when we all laugh together. (laughs) (laughs) Let's ram it and see what treasure comes out. Brilliant. Land. I'm going to go up the crow's nest and wave and shout hello so they've got time to assemble on the beach and sing us a song. I'm going to teach the ship's parrot to say, give us a kiss, because I'm too shy to ask a girl myself. That way, I could say, parrot, 
Stop trying to make girls kiss me. Ghosts don't kiss me if they want to. We have no way of knowing if this girl wants to kiss me. Then the parrot will look at the girl, its plumage full of portent, and the girl will blush for my modesty. And six years later, we'll be looking through a photo album, and I will say, Who's that in the background? Are you fucking him? And she'll be like, No way, Joe. I've had enough of this. I'm going to write loads of signs that will say, Please shit here, so I can put them up around town and then look aghast when the locals tell me off. Hooray for land adventures. I love the land. It's like a firm sea that you can dance on. Oh, fuck. I'm so glad someone said it. Fuck the sea. Let's just stay here where the sharks are furry and let you pet them. And that is how, after 367 episodes of endless seafaring, the regular features podcast dropped anchor, grew legs, and became the world's first land podcast. I like that. (laughs) Let's just do another feature about shit. Sucking on my peaches like you wanted me Calling me all the time I'm trying to check out my frizzy peaches behind all the time Regular features Regular features Regular features Oh! So lads, what kind of a week have you been having? My week has been full of spreadsheets I've been up to my nuts in um, Barclay card transactions Which has led me to fulfil a lifelong ambition to effectively use pivot tables. Joe, can you say something? Uh, I've... What's happened? Oh, for fuck's sake. No. Oh, well, I mean, I've been... I've been so sp- back to pivot tables, <laughs> I, I mean, guess. Yeah, well, 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 I mean, I've been spreading spreading sheets from my nuts to the... Uh, I've been up to my arse in, in shit. Really? The terrible time. Terrible time. Why haven't you uh, been added... Temporarily to the poop shoots group. I actually considered it today when I did a tiny poop that I then stood up and looked, and it was it was hanging, it was sitting on the backboard, you know, the bit before it falls in, yeah, at a perfect ninety degree angle, the, the way you wouldn't expect. Wow! And, was like, and there was no smearing; it was just it, like it had fallen out and perfectly dead center, like one of those at a ninety degree angle, like it was doing a like one of those disinfectant things that you inject onto the porcelain and it sticks there perfectly. Mm, yeah, so it was like that one of those yeah. little a toilet duck, just a like a Dragon Quest slime, just. <laughs> It was it was more of a it was like a little mini log, but it, not like you. Hello, not not that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy pals, is it? <laughs> but yeah, that was that was that shook me to my core because I thought I've never seen that before in my life. It must be a bad omen, like like tea leaves. You know, there's there's got to be something uh, wrong about this. What do you think the bad omens? I for? have no idea. But have you ever seen that before? Economic disaster. Did it no resist idea. a flush? I I did flush, obviously. I thought you were going to say, no. I was too scared, it's still there. I didn't ask, did you flush? I knew, you're not a monster. Oh, did I, it, did resist? it resist? No, it didn't, it didn't. But it was kind of hanging on there on the Did the water part like it was little poo Moses? You know, <laughs> in, uh, Moses. <laughs> you know in, uh, in Tony Hawk's when you, when you go up a, a half pipe and it does a little trick on the lip, it kind of, it felt a bit like that. It felt like it was just holding a little... Oh, oh, kick flipped kick back flip. into the... You and bend. then it flipped into the toilet <laughs> and said, see you later, granddad. Um... <laughs> But no, it's been awful. I've just I've had terrible IBS because I've just been I've been working too hard for two months. I had to prepare so, for a big conference, and then oh, my insides are just fucking wrecked. Your insides had a big conference. Well, they did, and they they basically had this massive conference, and then they wrote me a letter, which just basically went, "What the fuck, Matt? Come on, passing fuck? emotion fuck is you. a is a fucking pun that's waiting to happen oh, here. Oh yes, that's good. Congress, etc. Yeah, yeah, passing yeah. emotion. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, well, I second I'm, I'm, that emotion. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've been I've been doing that some of that stuff, which is great, but fuck me. Turns out, don't like work sixteen hour days and drink coffee solidly for like two months. So can I just ask? Just be like, no. As someone who's never had any experience with IBS mm. and is 
probably, probably the fact that I find poo funny is a sign of my bowel privilege. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we got to. This, yeah. this is where we got to. Or you just have had IBS for a long time, but it's so mm, fun for you to it. have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I say, as a, I lower myself onto the seat. It's like Father you've had IBS-mas. Christmas every day. What tricks Father IBSmus. Yeah. Doesn't really work. I like <laughs> it. So what does it, how does it affect your well, day-to-day honestly, routine on the toilet? It doesn't. It's it's weird, like because the problem with IBS is it's basically like mystery bowel problems. It's what doctors say when something's wrong with your bowels, but they don't really know what. And oh. there's all sorts of things you can do to treat it, but they vary, and some of them work for some people, and etc. Have you tried kombucha? <laughs> 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 kombucha, kombucha. No, it's a racist jingle, isn't it? Anyway, um, yeah, it doesn't really work for me. I just I just get a fucking absolutely constipated beyond belief for like ages oh and, then, and it just but for a lot of people it's like the opposite and it's i bad. thought the irritability of the bowel meant more expulsion than ever it can swing both ways baby can it yeah have it you ever tried injecting someone else's poo who has diarrhea into your guts <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not it's mm-hmm. a, i'm not even joking no, it's no, a thing no, I, I know that's a thing i know it's a thing the idea of like introducing other gut bacteria into your gut. Yeah. Um, That's like just... hyper yakult. It's <laughs> like ultra yakult. I don't know the medical like validity of it, but I I have heard of it. I know it's a thing. Wasn't there that doctor that did this amazing routine where he tested it on himself to cure himself? And like, like trick, well, you won't it? let me inject poo into random people on the streets. I guess I'll inject poo into my own bum. That's like old-fashioned 19th, 17th century doctoring, and yeah. I can't get enough of it. No, I don't know. I think that, I've in got a, a feeling way, he was Australian. In I, a think, I think bums some... mouths down there, aren't they? Yeah, as far as I understand it. <laughs> that does make some sense, because the thing about all this kombucha stuff and like drinking all these yakults and things is they're just full of like loads of, of bacteria that's actually quite good for the floor of your gut. Yeah, yeah. But it goes through your stomach, and obviously... I don't know if you know this, but stomachs are full of acid. Yeah, what? yeah. You, what you need to do is things. douche that boy. Well, that's it. Like, yeah. Kombucha. That's not a racist jingle. <laughs> it is so good. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm trying to improve my oeuvre. Let's do it again. Put a yakult up your bum. Put a yakult up your bum. Put a yakult up your bum. Bum, 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 bum. I'm doing the birds that from the birdie song. But I'm not very good at actually chirping. You put the birds up your bum as well with the yakult. Everything. Canary in the coal mine, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Canary dies. Quick, get the yakults out your bum. More yakult. <laughs> get it all out. Quick. Oh, God. Why did I put the 12 pack up at once? <laughs> not even open. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's it's annoying. And all you can do is all sensible stuff, like just try not to get really pissed, drink less coffee, do mild exercise, drink loads of water and rest up. It's basically like... But also, <clears> this is the thing. It's just... It's brain stuff. And I think they're going to get to the bottom of this in the next few years because I swear it's a lot brain of stuff. It's brain stuff. Okay. Yeah. The link between your brain and your gut is unbelievably like connected. And the fact that like I had bad That's what the problems. spine's for, isn't it? It's just a it's just the main <laughs> yeah. thoroughfare for messages between your brain and your ass. Your arse. brain and your ass. <laughs> running up and down. Like, but as they run up down, it, How are like, your like, ass? it makes the xylophone noise. It goes up like, your spine. Like, <laughs> 
Hello! I've got a message from your brain. It says do a poo. It's like some very odd version of like Joe Rogan podcast where where he talks about like the positive mental effects of DMT. We're just like the arse and the brain <laughs> are the basically brain. the same thing. The most important bone in your body connects your arse to your head. <laughs> I, 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 I actually genuinely know shitloads about the human guts and I've got nothing to talk about this week so let's just fucking have the gut cast. Talk about whatever you want. Did you know that the mouth... <laughs> Right through to your ass. Same thing. It's all this one organ, all connected by the same material. That's a fact. And that oh, look, means, of course, it's a straight yeah. path through there. Yeah, but it there's only one little side alley where you can get lost in, where that small intestine is, or where that little thing where the thing where all your lost poo goes. Where if you get it hosed out, you lose three stone because <laughs> you have to watch all shit go by in a tube past your astonished face. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I don't know what. Look, look, so happy with this that I can't tell if no, it's a fact or an improv. I'm not. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm talking and I've got no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> a little secret shit, Ali. Three stones of shit in it. It's the. It's the hypothetical place where which, which doctors tell you your shit goes or you've got loads of stored shit in you. This is not helpful. You're Joe Roganing my podcast. Stop adding in like just smoking weed and adding in pointless non-real facts. Anyway, um, yeah. It's, it's I stand all... by everything I said. <laughs> he said it more entertainingly than you, so I believe him more. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, anyway, right, it's all connected. And basically, if you've got bad brain times, then you've probably got bad gut times as well. So oh. if you get really stressed, then it'll, it'll affect everything. And obviously, it's a horrible cycle. If you get bad guts, you get bad brains. Get bad brains, you get bad guts. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> that's when we cut into the, the kind of uh, educational VHS for year nines. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's awful. It's awful. And it's it's really boring as well. And people don't really talk. IBS is not really a thing. You know, like, I know that now, now like, everyone's talking about mental health. Because, mm -hmm. like, everyone's mildly depressed and anxious because the world's in a fucking terrible place. But everyone's also probably got bad guts. But... Where's the Marvel superhero with IBS? It I doesn't mean, really affect them, but like Iron Man's like, oh, I'll tell you what, I feel fucking shit today. Yeah. You know? He was What's an that? alcoholic no. at one point. That's probably pretty closely connected yeah, to bad Yeah, but have revealed that he was doing that because he had IBS, he had IBS and he just felt awful. Uh, right? Does Clayface have a Genesis story, or is, is this it? Like, <laughs> Clayface is IBS. <laughs> yes. He's just turned inside out. Yeah, just, he didn't shit for so long that it just, yeah, caked in the stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I prefer it to whatever is his origin story. I don't even know it. Well, IBS, man. Yeah. Anyway, it's a genuinely debilitating thing that's fucking awful. That's what I love it. So, yeah. Put a yakka up your bum. Put a yakka up your bum. Put a yakka up your bum. Bum 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 bum. Hey. Do it. Do it. Some poor fucker can edit that into shotgun knot. Regular. It's time for what is going to become a very occasionally regular update on everyone's favourite Israeli sorcerer, Uri Geller. Oh, I wish I knew a different Israeli sorcerer. <laughs> you will, my so child. I could just... <laughs> when the time comes, we will know many. You, you may remember in March that Uri Geller uh, wrote an open letter to Theresa May uh, to stop Brexit. 
You're still doing and it, it. And it worked. You're certainly still doing <laughs> yeah, And we're all fine now. Um, <laughs> but Uri intrigued me back in March, and I followed his social media output with intrigue and gusto ever since. Because so you've done six months of just... This watching, is six months of research Watching up a here. man... <laughs> I, I wouldn't say break down, because he's definitely already broken down at some point in the past. He's a 72-year-old sorcerer who has nothing much to do beyond plug a museum that's all about him and his world record-breaking giant spoon. Yeah, because I remember you saying that um, he, he was opening in like a year. Yeah. So is it coming close to the opening now? Well... It should be opening anytime soon. And one of the interesting facts about this is that on his website, <laughs> there's still a very poorly photoshopped version of the front of his museum. But in real life, all the signs are on it, but he still kept the Photoshop version on the site. So I can't work out what his whole end game is. I there. don't think he's got access to the CMS. No, I think I think what's happened is Uri Geller's social media assistants are shaky to say the best <laughs> he bent them all using magic well they say all these it all hobbled and yeah and ruined he's just and broken all these teenagers for freedom i think the biggest change in the last few months is that uri has switched almost entirely to instagram as well, his mode all? of communication haven't we all yeah because twitter's a cesspool he was on vimeo and not doing very well there oh, it's a cesspool i can't climb out of though i'm sorry I'm his, his most <laughs> famous video on vimeo which is what we talked about back in March, the amazing video of him threatening a psychic attack on Stephen Colbert. Mm. Um, uh, that's still only on about 1,600 views. That's his most famous video ever. So Uri Geller isn't reaching the heights of fame he would definitely want to. Si that's his most popular one and it only has 1,600 views? Yeah. The fuck? I know. We it's could Uri do Geller. We or we get out of here. I could get a this, this an expressible percentage of that. Yeah, this episode. Probably 1%, but I'll get it. More people listen to this pile of shit <laughs> than watch the brilliant video. We're talking video. about 16,600. Yeah, 1,600 views. I mean, I don't want to be catty, but uh, them numbers bad. Yeah, but this is the thing. They don't deserve to be bad because... Low key, as the kids say, Uri Geller is one of the most frighteningly insane he's men a on the internet. Fucker. He really is. <laughs> I can't work out whether he's a beautiful, pure human being or the world's greatest charlatan. <laughs> I think he's. I think it's more likely to be the latter at this point. Yeah, so I don't good. know what conditions would need to be met for him to be pure. He'd actually be able to bend spoons. Well, no, because. I, apart from the consistent lies throughout his entire life, <laughs> everything he does is quite nice. <laughs> okay, like, right, yeah. You sound a little bit like, uh, that's, yeah. Well, if, look, if you forget his basic conceit. Yeah. Yeah, if you just take that as red, that's just who he is. He's just a guy just, who's got a, an act that he, he runs has, with. But he has, he believes he has the power to mess with people's lives. Well, he says he does. It. This is what I can't work out. I can't work out whether it's full prestige bullshit where he's living his lie at all times in the public eye. And when he gets home, he's like, I fooled another bunch Ooh. of Filipino tourists on the street today with my magic <laughs> magnet finger. You can't believe it. Well, I, but then we were talking earlier, and is it just one of these things where... He's internalised the idea of his show so no, much that it's now real well, no, in, in a piece same, of him. No, no, <laughs> no, no. 
Because, right? Okay. It's all very well that he might, like, have forgotten that him rubbing this spoon in a certain way with his strong hands bends it and has convinced himself that that is actually his psychic magic. Mm. But a lot of the time, he's talking about doing it remotely. He's talking about, like, like you shared a, a video today about him talking to Stephen Colbert. Yeah, the greatest. And, and saying all of your cutlery in your house is going to get bent. Take a look in your cutlery drawer, Stephen. All your knives and spoons are bent. Like, You'll oh, be it's... eating with your hands from now on. And, yeah. and, and maybe and your forks. It's like, yeah. Don't try to lock your house. Keys bent. Yeah. Don't try and get in your car. Keys bent. And it's like, for him to make a suggestion like that means he's quite assured of the ability to bend these things without touching them mm. from like the other side of the world. And for him to have that level of assuredness, like, it's not like he can do it using force and convince himself he's magic. He can't do that. You don't. Colbert never said fucking, a thing. If he could yeah, do there's that. a campaign of silence from Colbert because he got home and witnessed actual <laughs> dangerous magic. He had but, to spend half think, an hour unbending his spoons. Do you think then, like that, he believes he did do it and that Colbert just bent them all back manually and didn't have the guts to? Colbert's rich I enough to just... buy new forks and spoons, mate. <laughs> he just. He did a bulk... But someone will do the research and will find out Colbert had a huge order of silverware. <laughs> and no one will know why. He called the locksmith. He went to yeah. the, the car dealership. It's all so there. People well, like Colbert are rich enough to employ psychic shielders who will just yeah. defend their kitchen from shit like that. I mean, Maybe that's what... Oh, no, he hasn't got Andy Richter on his show. Whoever Colbert's <laughs> mate is that stands at the side and goes, ha I like that joke. Like all late-night hosts have. <laughs> I mean, you've got psychic shielding around your pub, right? The King Billy in Nottingham. You I, better do. Not now, because I'm away. Well, what you, you provide the your psychic shielding yourself? Yeah, bitch. Whilst also working, that's <laughs> homegrown psychic shielding. I didn't play WoW for in excess of twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I just thought I'd give everyone an update on the kind of videos that Uri's released recently, just because. I'm obsessed with watching everything he releases. Sometimes it's just him and some klezmer musicians, and he's getting them to play a song, but they start too early, and he screams, wait, 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 at them when they start too early. That's good. Sometimes he's getting tattoos of spoons on his arm so that he can bend a spoon on his arm all day, every day, and he shouts bend at his own arm while he's bending his arm, like that's the psychic power, which he never does. Uh, Sometimes he's just filming his local district of old Jaffa, and he'll zoom right in on like it's a beautiful scene it's sunset there's a ship going by and then he zooms right in on a sexy lady on a wall what? and she turns and looks directly into the camera and sees what is clearly Uri fucking Geller pointing a phone at her for a distinct period of time and then really slowly pans away from her like that as if it was an accident <laughs> yeah what, like I mean, oh just passing by just doing a panorama shot <laughs> like wow and he uploads these things mate it's all there why would you I mean is it like he's doing a psychic thing where he's like oh, if I film this woman without I noticing it then I psychically will make her look at us yeah I think well and she, she did that, so it yeah, as if like you can't be like filming women with a camera phone <laughs> and they won't look at you as if yeah. you go are you filming because it's an amplification phone. device. Uh, <laughs> he's actually, his move to Instagram has coincided with a bit more of a sort of uh, sexual interest, as far as I can tell. There's oh, one, there's one where he's he's walked. He's clearly just walked past a mural being painted in Old Jaffa, his home district. Uh, and there's three. Whenever you say Old Jaffa, I just imagine it being someone really posh, like referring to Jaffa cakes. Or what I, I a dog. A... <laughs> we used to call because Jaffas are seedless orange. We used to call people who are 
I've heard school, that before. impotent. Like, oh, you Jaffa? Shane yeah. Blanks, are you Jaffa? Yeah. I'm like, I just like the idea that Urigella is just an old Jaffa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he walked past this mural. There's three girls doing it. And he just interrupts them to take this video, gets someone to film him talking to these girls, gets all their names while they're clearly trying to work. Oh, and God. then at the end of it, finishes it by going, it's very rare to find three beautiful girls so talented and skilled. <laughs> You're like, he's trying so hard to be nice, but he can't repress the fact that he's clearly an old bastard. <laughs> an old uh, horny bastard. <laughs> uh, there's a really good video of him and a friend out at midnight going down to the hospital next to where he was born where he spotted a big piece of wooden furniture that someone's just thrown on the side of the road and he's insisting he's going to take it home on some on a little platform and make it into a cat hotel before say i'm gonna go go home to take that home and turn it into a three second pause <laughs> Cat hotel? No, he says <laughs> he says it with absolute assuredness. Like he saw it earlier that day and came back at midnight, so no one would see Uri Geller wheeling a cat hotel home. That's <laughs> really weird. Uh, one of my favourites recently is um, him smiling broadly in a garden and saying, "Hi, uh, beside my powers, I can also make dogs dance cha cha." <laughs> Goes, cut to a YouTube video of a dog dancing cha-cha. Even better. He says, I, I, I'm not sure of the dog's name. I think it's Untut. And he goes, this is Untut. Watch this. Then he just grabs the dog's crotch area and starts wiggling his fingers on it till it does that thing where the dog's leg kicks. You don't uh, have to touch their balls for that. Well, he like His hand goes, that's the thing. Is Usually it's kind of near the leg. Oh but he just goes underneath. And then he just goes... As he's doing it, and then it starts kicking, and then he just goes cha 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 cha. Any then, dance is the cha cha when Yuri Geller's saying cha cha to it. And then just pisses himself laughing and gives a big double thumbs up to the camera. I hope he moved his hand first, and the thumb didn't go up the dog's ass. And my favourite thing is he's got a, like a small but dedicated group of sycophants in his comments who will be like, "Ah, oh, lovely dogs are great. I had a dog. How wonderful!" And then there's this one comment right at the top from Jay. French, which just says, stop touching up dogs again. Geller, you were warned last time. <laughs> it does sound like a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Oh, what, mate? One of my favourites is a picture of him in the 70s, and he's young and beautiful, and he's got big 70s hair. He was and an then, attractive man in the zone. He was. And then picture, a picture of Jim Morrison that looks very similarly shot, and he yeah. looks quite a similar man. And he's written next to it, I met JM in Paris, 71, a year before I left Israel for good, which is not true because he lives in, in Israel. Israel. Yeah. <laughs> JM would have been alive today if he would have listened to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> he never explains what that means. And then he says... Um, I wish I had bent the spoon that he, he used to take his heroin like, hey, over. Hey, mate, have you considered taking, that? like... That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you considered not taking heroin? Like... Yeah. Maybe that is it. Maybe it was as simple as don't take all the heroin, please. But it could also have been embrace my powers or I'll kill you. <laughs> Jim Morrison, may I bend your ear? There's also... There's... <laughs> Too late. <laughs> there's also, he just goes... <laughs> Jim Morrison's so frightened by the experience. Dead. Um, it's also a mad thing where he re-uploads another picture of himself, of another picture of Jim Morrison. Just says, photographer Joel Brodsky, synchronicity-wise, died very near my house in Stamford when we lived, <laughs> where we lived in the seventies. 
Not sure he took my picture. <laughs> so, what are you talking about then? You mad bastard. My God. I love it. In being like, that's, that's pure partridge. Yeah, it really... So much of this is like wizard partridge. It's amazing. Um, he's also obsessed with being verified on Instagram because no one will do it. And he's talked... To, he's got this amazing... I won't read all of it because it's very long. It's quite boring. But he's just talking about hashtag Yuri Geller, hashtag verification. Like it's going oh to like kick off. Two separate hashtags. He sent his passport scans to Instagram and they're not verifying him yet. And he's very upset about it. And he's talking about, like, we all know that there's fake Yuri Geller accounts out there. There's one, and it's got five of his videos on it. So it's doing exactly the same thing. Um, and he's how, also, many, how many followers does that one have? Uh, Dozens. Yeah, maybe a few. Uh, there's also the mad thing on that picture from Instagram. He's put his own verification badge on the picture. It's really... I don't know what he's up to. He's a mad bastard. I love it. Uh, and... Basically, he's made it a reality. Everyone's got to follow as much of Uri Geller as they can because he's one of the greatest thinkers of our time. But the problem with his move to Instagram is that he has done precisely zero psychic attacks on celebrities since oh, he made what? the move. Why and that's not? my favorite bit. Well, I think because there's a one minute video limit, that might be a thing. Because he talks to do a full attack. He does occasionally talk about that where, <laughs> where he's like, I've got to do this video in a minute. <laughs> so he's just doing it really quickly. Mate, wasted like four seconds so of that already. He does understand what. To, so, like the Klezmer musicians one I talked about at the start, halfway through their performance, he's like, I've got to cut it now. It's going to be a minute. Oh my it's God. It's amazing. Learn to use. I know. Like, it's bonkers. Uh, but basically, what I've done is. If he's not going to make one, I've written a psychic attack on a celebrity that oh, I'll read for him. Wonderful. And I know we've already talked about deep fakes, but if someone could deep fake Yuri Geller saying all this stuff, that would be great. Oh, have you made it last a minute? Would no, just... it's much longer than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we go. Hello, Sandy Toxvig from the Bake Off on Britain's Channel 4. It's me, Uri. You remember me? Master of the psychic arts, friend to the stars, king of beautiful old Jaffa Israel. <laughs> or perhaps you remember me from when you were a team captain on BBC game show Call My Bluff between <laughs> 1996 and 2003. It was the game where celebrities came up with fake definitions for unusual words in the English language. <laughs> I was on it one time when my hair was bigger. Oh, you remember me now, don't you, Sandy? <laughs> you remember what you did to me, Sandy? You laughed at me, Sandy. You laughed when I couldn't identify the correct definition for the word weirddom, despite it being a term meaning the supernatural world, and thus relevant to my profession as a professional mind genius. Sandy, English isn't my first language. Do you think that was fair, Sandy? If you came to my museum in Old Jaffa when it opens in late 2019 <laughs> and paid the very reasonable entrance fee, would you like to be laughed at when asking for some chametz, a term for leavened bread products, but accidentally asking for hamsa and being given, <laughs> given a hand-shaped amulet? <laughs> Incidentally, I sell prints of my marker pen drawing of a hamsa in my online shop starting at a very reasonable $150 at www.urigellamuseum.com slash prints. <laughs> there are some A4 fucking crayon drawings for $3,000 on there. It's absolutely <laughs> fucking amazing. It's so good. I wish you hadn't laughed at me, Sandy. 
And soon you will wish you hadn't laughed at me too, Sandy. Sandy, I love your work on the bake-off, Sandy. I love the gentle camaraderie of the contestants and hosts. I love Paul Hollywood's blue-blue eyes, the color of the seas and skies on a summer day, my beloved old Jaffa. <laughs> I love the hundred melodrama of a cake that's done a big fall over. <laughs> but most of all, I like that everything needs to be made of spoons. <laughs> Can he do wooden spoons? What would happen to the bake-off if all the spoons you needed were, uh, I don't know, bent too much? God, you took so long to get here. I love it. Sandy, call your producer right now. Call them and ask to check the bake-off tent. Do they see it? Are they telling you what they see? Yes. I've bent every spoon in the whole tent into the word weirdum. <laughs> the same word you tormented me for all those years ago. Sandy, I'm sending you very powerful magical energies through your computer slash phone right now. You will go to the bake-off tent, Sandy. You will see what the spoons are doing. Then you're going to eat every single spoon <laughs> in the tent. One by one. From teaspoon to ladle, you will eat them all up. You will literally eat at your words. And then, Sandy, and then, on the next episode of Bake Off, you will say, Uri, you are the most powerful wizard ever, and I love you all your powers, and you probably definitely didn't see anything that Michael Jackson did back then, even though you say you were absolutely best friends. <laughs> will you do that for me, Sandy? <laughs> of course you will. Sending you big love and magics from old Jaffa Israel. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> oh, I, I like the way that he does end these like threats with sending you all the love. It does a uh, big uh, smooth. The way you keep talking about my beloved old Jaffa, I'm getting a bit of a psycho vibe. Like in terms of like beloved old Jaffa is like an old man upstairs. I don't think he's allowed <laughs> to leave old Jaffa. No, like, he talks about old Jaffa all the time. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any way out for him. Too psychic. Well, I think he's an actual weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's safe yes. to say, yes. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement on that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, the kind of interesting question I have with someone like Yuri Yala is, like, is it that he is somebody, is it a sort of thing where like he used to be a really attractive man and then therefore he kind of doesn't remember that he's now old and is comes across as being creepy to young women because he just doesn't realise he's an old man? Or... Was he always a creep, but just you get away with it more when you're really attractive? I think if you build your entire career on being a charlatan, then being a creep comes with that as part of the baggage, Yeah, I think. you're probably right, aren't you? Yeah. I don't if like how we've all settled on the idea that he's a creep. <laughs> I love him. Oh, no. I mean, I find it easy to like him because I don't feel like I'll ever be under threat by him. I'm not Sandy Toxbig. Or a woman in old Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, I just think about it. So I had a thing the other day when I was in a cafe, and um, I, the, the, the girl who was serving me, I thought she looked really familiar. And I actually had to catch myself from being like, do I know you from somewhere? Because I was like, no, you don't know her. She just looks a lot like somebody you have known in the past. And she's like 21, and you are increasingly an old-looking guy. <laughs> and if you start saying to people who work in cafes, do I know you? Do I know you? It just looks Ooh. like you're a fucking 35-year-old man hitting on, like, people in their early 20s. And it's like, ah, 
Okay. <clears throat> but then people do that. People still do that up until their 60s. And but they like... just don't have the remarkable mental acuity you do, Matt. I bet you say that to all of the underage girls, fuck, Joe. Fuck me, Matt. <laughs> no, it's Yuri again, wearing Joe's face like a rubber mask. Imagine that if I turned round and it was just Yuri's face. Ah, you're bending my spoons. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> I love that man. Please don't bend my spoons. <laughs> I need them. I need them for my yacht play. <laughs> Someone fuck this cake up with the spoons. <laughs> Uh, Mind you, if you if you're a really good spoon bender, you could just hold the spoon in the cake mix and use your mind bending skills to stir the cake mix. I mean, honestly, that you, is level two if spoon you could bending. Actually, fucking bend a spoon. There would now be a video of somebody just holding a spoon and it just bending itself all over the place like a mad fucking thing. Because oh. all of this is the thing, right? All of the bloody um, athletics over the past twenty years has just got unbelievably good. So why is it that psychic studies, since the invention so, of things such as HD television, have really just sort of petered off? <laughs> no. I think you're a fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone had to say it. Ahominum, ahominum. Regular features. Regular features. Regular got new ones yeah we've got a few new we ones new one? we didn't do any shout outs last week forget about it we got some good ones too yep lovely have a bang on this scott grant mm. was that all you all right alice norton so we qualify for a scott grant <laughs> if, if you, you could have got there five seconds earlier well, if you could just be give us a fucking second to think of a joke he just said mm, and looked at me and that was it <laughs> well, that, that was all i did what about this guy alice norton if you don't qualify for a scott grant you can apply for an Alice Norton. <laughs> that's good, Matt. Well done. Yes, and that's a good joke. <laughs> Alice Norton, antivirus. Mm, no, but no. That's not in the spirit of improvised bullshit. And you know it. I was trying to trap you and it didn't work. Tom Campbell has upped his pledge to $2 and get this. 69 cents. Oh. Baby, baby. He's got it. And then... This one deserves special mention, partly because the name is so good and partly because of the story that goes along with it. This is Nicholas Papakonstantinou, which is an unbelievable name. And he says, don't make fun of it or you're basically Brexit. Yeah, he's fucking ace, true. Nick. He's um, Nick's site on Twitter. He does a podcast that's called true. Two Grown Men Pod. And it, he is oh, an yeah. absolute fucking solid guy. I don't recognise that name. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's got a wonderful cadence to it. Papakonstantinou. Papakonstantinou. It's a very, it's a very funky name. It I is like very it. good. It's a disco song waiting to happen. But he's. Ooh. What is the song you made me think of? Bring it on back to you, Ooh, oh baby. Yeah. That's, that's what. A, that's don't stop. Give it all up. up. Alex comes to Tampa too. Nicholas Papakonstantinou. Yeah, it works. It works. But he gave us a one-off, upped pledge of ten dollars because he had not listened to podcasts for a very long time. And then listened to nine months worth of regular features in a very short period of time and gave us one dollar per month. 
plus an extra little dollar on top. A little cheeky bonus. Thank Which you very much, Which is Nick. very nice of him. So thanks, mate. Papa Constantinou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I thought it was funky. You That's really good. For that. You should have that on your own podcast, Nick. <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> That's really good. Every time you say something worth celebrating. Papa Constantinou. <laughs> bring it. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like us to turn your name into S Club 7 Yeah, that is S Club 7 yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, You can go to www.patreon.com slash regular features Where you're allowed to give us money at your will <laughs> like, They just let you do it now In your will yeah. I don't know if anyone has died yet and left their money to a podcast But hey, you could be one of the first people in the world to do that Do you think anyone who's listened to us has died? Probably, unfortunately, yeah that's mad, isn't it's it? It's just like a music festival thing. It's well, like we people don't, every year say that, oh, Glastonbury, someone's died. It's like, yeah, it's just like a city. People just die. It's but sad. But we, do, we don't mourn their death. No. We, we, mourn, we, the expi- we mourn the expiry date of their cars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone, does, someone gets a few dollars short on their, in, on their inheritance. Like... Where the fuck is this gone? <laughs> is this a new Patreon feature where we, we play organ music and very solemnly read out all of the all of the patrons we no longer have because cards have expired and we presume that they're dead? That's a really good idea. I mean, idea. That's, that's pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, it's a pretty good idea. Oh, memory. <laughs> we, remember here today... <laughs> I, wanna, yeah, I, 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 will pay, I will pay wailing women to come in and mourn your death. Thanks, that, man. That, yeah. that is a lot. I was looking at you when I said it, but I meant you, the readers. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were just being kind. Also, you're not yeah. paying them out of the Patreon money, though, are you? No. Yeah? What? Shit, that's self-defeating. Can you get, whaling, can you get whaling choruses on Fiverr? Can we get, like, two MP3s whales? of whaling women. Yes. Sweet, sorted, fine. <laughs> Log actually just punched the air. <laughs> <laughs> Solve the problem. I mean, like, honestly, don't go offering Fiverr money for that. You're going to cause some weird fucking problems anyway um that's probably it, isn't it yeah that's probably that's probably the whole podcast like subscribe like subscribe and the press the buttons what's the worst that could fucking happen you're the, in the most musical mood i've seen yeah, you in for yeah, a very man. long time thank you thank sing you. us out matt um okay <clears throat> what do you do if you need a macaraya you do the podcast and you don't got macaraya what do you do if you need a macaraya justin macaraya hi I want a mac- podcast with the Macaraya. Give me a podcast with the Macaraya. We need a podcast with the Macaraya. Another uh, Macaraya. Macaraya. <laughs> I can't remember the names of the other Macaroy. No one can. It's just Justin Macaroy. Papa Constantinou. Papa Constantinou. Papa Constantinou. Papa Constantinou, Nicholas. Papa Constantinou, Nicholas. Papa Constantinou, Nicholas. Nicholas.